Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon, Brandon Pickups. Hey, it's me, Todd Novak. We are happy to have you with us wherever you are listening. Super, super, super excited to do this show. I always am. We always are. Uh, but we also are excited because we've got a very special guest on the line. Yep. It's me, the Jeff Hancock, right? Farm Pedals from beautiful downtown Casco, Maine. Yes. Farm <laughs> Pedals, uh, one of the uh, more interesting um, pedal makers, I guess, out there. Uh, not necessarily just because of the kind of pedals he makes, but I think he's got a really great backstory that, that we want to uh, share. <laughs> It's uh, because of what I don't do. It's, it's right. <laughs> what, do you, what, what you don't do. Less is more. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, so uh, we will get into his story and all of the good things about the, the cool pedals that he makes in just a while. Uh, for all of you who are first-time listeners, we welcome you. Uh, we're going to go through a couple of our favorite segments of the show, then we're going to get to the interview. Uh, the first one of which... We have to just address a few minor things, which I will do right now. Hey, everybody. Our show today is sponsored by Reverb, one of our favorite places in the whole wide world on the Internet. And Reverb.com has got a really cool thing called Artist Shops, and it features interviews, videos, and their own personal gear shops, which I'm sure a bunch of you have seen uh, on, on social uh, when it comes up where one of your favorite artists is selling off their own gear. And that is, man, that's such a cool way to get into some awesome gear, yeah. but, but I, your favorite people, right? I was right. checking out the Jay Mascus one. Exactly. That was very cool stuff. All it takes is a little money. Yeah, uh, or a lot of money, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I was checking out uh, Billy Corgan stuff because I'm a huge Pumpkins fan. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, there's artists like Green Day, Jay Mascus, Neon Indian, Mike Gordon, the Decemberists, Billy Corgan, like we mentioned, Rick Nielsen, one of the greatest guitars ever. Let's get, get some of that stuff. Yeah. Social D, social distortion for those who ain't hip, and, uh, and, and a whole bunch of others. It's really cool. They got stories and videos and, and all of you, the gear. Awesome. And yeah, it's really cool. So check it out, uh, Reverb.com, and look under the Artists tab, and you will find it there. Sweet. Get you some. Yeah. All right. Uh, I also want to point out that today is a, a very special day for us because we are in our new um, recording space. We're recording right now through our new sponsor, Rode Microphones, and nice. they have provided us with some really amazing gear. Uh, we're we're recording through Procaster microphones right now. Really nice, and Ooh. I'm just I'm thrilled about this. They've been they've been extremely awesome to work with, and you know we sought them out personally, uh, specifically because of how their story and our story and aligns. And we just had a, a a good rapport with them, and so here we are. The whole point in pointing that out is that the reason that we tried to get a sponsor is to make it sound better for you guys listening out there and uh, to make things easier on your ears. Um, we've got a, uh, you know, we got some things that we're still working out the kinks on because we're, it, 
it's a fresh new space, a fresh new gear and all that business. And we are in an old building now. <laughs> and sometimes the electric, the electricals aren't always cooperating. But right. so I think on an episode or two, you've heard some little bit of clicky business. We're trying to sort that out. So bear with us. It's not the microphones. The microphones are great. We love them. Thank you, Rode Microphones, for hooking us up. And with that, I'm going to get us started on what's going on this week, Tony. Yes. This week in my world, a um, couple of things. I've been, I, I um, recently celebrated a birthday, and one of the birthday gifts to myself was I found a copy of Bowie at the Beeb, uh, double disc. So it's uh, many of his recordings from the BBC. Whoa. Nice. And it's just great, great stuff. I'd, I have a Pandora channel for, uh, for Bowie that pulls a lot of uh, a lot of the songs off of this and it's you know it's live in studio stuff and it just sounds incredible i mean i, I like many of the takes better than the the actual you know final re- released mixes right you can kind of see where he was going with some of this stuff especially the stuff from 72 uh really killer stuff so that was one thing i've been re- just listening to nonstop. and then i i <laughs> I did it again. Oops, I did it again. Oh, boy. What? Um, so I, I, I sold a buddy of mine. I had a, an old... Here comes a Rickenbacker. Yes. It, <laughs> here it comes. Here it comes. So I had a uh, probably 70s, 80s uh, Tokai Rickenbacker copy that I sold to a buddy of mine. And it was a cool guitar. And, and you know, I said, well, you know... He was really looking for something that was reasonably priced and wanted to have, uh, you know, that that look and style. So I sold it to him, and lo and behold, I found another body and neck, a, a true Rickenbacker, uh, three forty from nineteen ninety three, came up on uh, on an auction site, and I'd, I was looking at it and I said, well, I don't know, and I you know I, I kept watching it. It was on my watch list and and the the seller finally reduced the price a little bit and i just jumped on it and bought it so i awesome. got a, i got a question yeah. about that stuff how different he never just asked the question he's always got to i have to announce I have that question. i have to well of course i do yes i'm just gonna ask ask it i'm just gonna bulldoze and ask this thing so the 1993 <laughs> models compare that to today's models like what are the some of the different quality care? Are there stuff from the nineties? Quality characteristics. Compared, you yeah. know, I, I, really until you go back to the stuff that was made in really the sixties, seventies, eighties, even um, there's not a whole lot of difference in stuff from the nineties to yeah. what was made today. Um, I, I forget what year Rickenbacker put CNC machining in, but prior to that, they were made a, a lot different. Stuff that was made, you know, in the '60s and '70s. Yeah. Uh, whereas now everything is almost machined on the same uh, yeah. on the milling machines. Mega so, consistency. Yeah, and 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 Rickenbacker has always been very consistent uh, mm-hmm. in terms of how their finishes are, the build quality, everything like that. So. Um, this one just has a little more age to on it than you know something I, okay because I was like ninety three like you know what's the big hoopla about a ninety three because you know it's gosh only what you know twenty thirty some years ago yeah that's a long time but in guitar years gosh I guess it is <laughs> that's right. like that's like a hundred forty okay 
in guitar mm-hmm. years. Yeah. It's like worse than dog years. Isn't it? It's the same. Okay. Well, that's cool. <laughs> so that's so that's going to be my next project. I handed off uh, some uh, some toaster style pickups that I need Jared to rewind into the proper toaster single coil pickups for me. I have provided the proper specs specifications. Yeah, I'm excited. And uh, so it's it's a, something a little bit different. He's he's wound a couple for me before that are really good sounding uh, pickups. And thank you very much. Thank you, thank you very much. Okay. Huh. Uh, but uh, so that's uh, I'll keep you posted how that progresses. Rad, Jared. Well, following from last week's what's going on in my uh, world, I've I've got a another. Phase 100 that's, you know, original and not broken. And I've got Mike Trombley with Red House Electronics uh, fixing the first one that I I broke. So uh, Ah, he admitted he broke it. Well, I... He admitted I, he broke it. I put in 9-volt 100 MA, and the thing fried within, you know, 20 seconds. Yeah. So this new one I got, I'm I'm scared to plug anything into it. You know, into the power source. So I, I just put a nine volt battery in it. Thing works like a charm. Yeah. So I'm, but it has a it has a um, a factory uh, plug yes. in it, right? Yeah. It's a it's a small and the polarity is uh, not different. Than, it's an eighth inch jack. You know, nine volt. Yeah, but it's not the polarity is the same as I don't know. Well, it's a nine volt. Maybe that's the problem. I don't know. But uh, I just threw a nine volt battery in it, and I just have to. You know, go through the inconvenience of unplugging the thing when I'm done using it. Yeah. Or or get it fixed. Right. Yeah. Well, we don't even get it fixed. I don't I don't this one's fine. I just well, it's not fine if it doesn't work. No, this, this one works. This one works. Well, I mean it, he can't plug it into I'm his, scared to plug power into right, it other than I mean a nine. Get volt. it fixed. So you said you're gonna give it to Trombley to fix don't, it? Don't be scared, Jerry. He's <laughs> No, you're you're not following me. The I'm old sorry. one is with Trombley right now. Okay, I bought another one, so I have two of them. And then he's gonna so buy one more that tomorrow. That's right. <laughs> you, how did you buy th- you that way? It makes it two. A, it makes one, it a phase three hundred if you plug one, them all in at the no, same no, no, no. time. <laughs> one is broken. Sent to Trombley. Yeah. He was supposed to have it done by you know the guitar show tomorrow. I don't. I doubt if he is. Yeah. But I don't care. I have a fresh new one that's. Nice and fresh. Uh, Brand new? No, it's used, but it's all stock. I opened the back. I looked at it. Same everything era? Is same era? Same era. Okay. It's like same everything on it, exactly as the other one. Matching serial number to the box? Yes, it is. Oh. This one has the matching instructions. Wow, that's cool. But not the warranty card. The other one has the warranty card with the serial number. <laughs> here's here's a tip. You could try to send the warranty card in, but they're <laughs> right. probably not going to honor it. Yeah, I don't think. I think you're so, right. So, so you're going to fix this new one then? The new one's fine. He's well, just, afraid, just he's afraid to plug the power. I get it. I don't want to plug the power in the new one like I did the other one. I think it's you should try. Unit. No, it's I don't want to. It's not the exact unit, and they all are supposed to work. I think you got a bum one, and if... Just plug it in. It'll be fine. And the worst thing that happens is the same thing that happened to your old one. And you got to fix it anyway. I want to make sure Trombley can fix this. Well, one yeah. Right. And then the make. Well, and I'll check with Mike to see which what the polarity. If it's different than I'm, the standard. I'm going to defer to the um, local pedal builder on the line. What would yeah. you do, Jeff? I'd plug it in. Right? <laughs> you know, life's too short. You guys don't know how bad right. that smell was, man. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I want that. <laughs> right. 
no, it's yeah, it's it's tough. Um, who, who knows what you know? Ha- it could have just been old, you know. I mean, it could have just been tired. That's that what happened. Mike said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I plug it in. It was freezing cold too when I plugged yeah, it in. Yeah. So it had everything going against it, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, that's pretty much, and then a whole other things getting ready for this guitar show and things like that. But well, we got a couple of them coming up. You oh, do, yeah. yeah you going to Nam? Yeah. I say Nam. You're saying Nam? Potato, potato, <laughs> whatever. It's Nam. Just not Nambla. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, are you going to Nam? Uh, probably not. I was looking into it, um, but you know, it may or may not happen. Yeah. Hard telling. I'm yeah. just going like to walk. pirate things. You know what I mean? I just sure. I kind of show up. I'm just going to walk around. Most things, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're. we're, I think Tony and I are going to try to hit the summer one. So. Oh yeah, we'll be. Yeah, I'm going to. If you plan for that, then you can come and we can hang out. You guys, right? Yeah, Yeah, hobnob with your fellow wizards. Exactly. Dude, we get a. We usually can get a B and B and try to do it. Ideal. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Jeff. What is going on in your guitar world this week? Uh, nothing happened in my guitar world this week, um, largely because it was like a farm disaster. And that's kind of like the name of the game with me, right? The the whole like farm pedal, the like my music scene can come to a screeching halt if the farm needs me. We had some big harvests and stuff like that, but we also had a blizzard this past week. And one of the joys of blizzards and greenhouses in the Northeast, we had one, our biggest greenhouse collapsed. Oh, oh geez. Wow. Ouch. Uh, boo-doo-ba-doo. Yeah. Um, so when stuff like that happens, you know, you just have to kind of, there are, there are kind of priorities. And so I've been on, I've been on stress management kind of like farm duty all week, so, which so is good and bad. You know, it's cool because, you know, in the wintertime, I really try to like focus in on what's happening with the whole pedal scene and that part of my life. But, um, I can get pulled out of it fast. You know what I mean? And yeah. so I have to adjust, uh, um, and so some deadlines that I had set up for myself have all gotten screwy. But yeah. ultimately, it's okay, and it's good to be, you know, flexible, well, right? Yeah, for sure. It, it's worth, I guess, <laughs> spoiler alert, <laughs> yeah. uh, one of the interesting things about Jeff and the, one of the reasons that I was instantly intrigued about him is that he actually runs a real live farm. Honest to God, I get a day job. Yeah, so uh, hence farm pedals. So the cat's out of the bag, everybody. That's when. <laughs> right, right. Again, oh, I thought it not, was P-A-J-R-M. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like it, it's pretty legitimate, you know. The um, we we do an excellent job at failing at both oh, effects pedals and farming. You oh, know, nice. um, what 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 kind of crops? We're a mixed vegetable operation, so it's like everything from corn, like sweet corn, to carrots and lettuce and tomato, you know, the whole bit. Um, it's a family farm kind of scene. We do 10 acres. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, it's great. We got a farm stand and we do farmer's markets. Yeah. Uh, you know, whole restaurants. We, we do. We have a CSA program, which is pretty great, um, which is a community-supported agriculture. It's like a membership. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Where people buy in. So we're already starting to get money now for this summer. People are buying in. That's Yeah, it's great. It's cool, too, because you get to know these folks real well. They really kind of like lock into the farm. And then the thing like we were harvesting today, like we, you know, my wife and I were out 10 hours today um, picking food and 
20 degree weather. Wow. Greenhouses and stuff. Yeah. Right. Um, it, uh, it was, we're part of this, a winter, this multi-farm winter cooperative CSA. So there's six farms in our area and we all kind of like work together as a team, uh, to, uh, to grow food for the winter time. And we, we kind of pool that food and we distribute it to a membership base every couple of weeks through the winter, which is pretty fun because it's a whole, it's like, it's like a camaraderie kind of social network in a very agrarian kind of way, mm-hmm. you know? Cool. Yeah. That's right. Really cool. Yeah, totally. And, um, it beats working. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a yeah. lot of work to me. Right. Well, you know, everything's a lot of work really. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, it's uh yeah, we legitimately farm. That's where, that's what we do. And so in the summertime, you know, or about, I would say eight, eight to nine months out of the year, I'm locked into the farm. And then that other time, about three months out of the year, three or four months out of the year, I really try to like kind of shut that down. And that's happened kind of in my general old age. I just physically have to have a little bit of, you know, downtime and my sure. body is not as strong as it was. I'm like yeah. tired and I got these, they're wonderful. I, but I get this, you know, the, the kids and the family and everything else. And, and I need to like spend some time with them in the winter, but also kind of put the farming thing away a little bit so I don't lose my mind. Yeah. Um, I get and, it. Uh, yeah. And kind of come into this whole scene, you know, which is, very different uh, but uh kind of like yeah. a, like beating your plowshares into swords absolutely i <laughs> beat it into melting <laughs> tube amplifiers yeah, yeah. excellent todd hey, what you about you yeah what'd you do oh my gosh what did i do um honestly i have been playing pedals like bonkers because yeah. we've got all these really cool interviews coming in and I've been doing that. But more importantly for this podcast is that I've been setting up our studio. Yeah. So uh, I have, you know, we, it, it's, <laughs> I don't want to lead anybody into, you know, crazy dreams. You know, it's, it's, it's not like we have a studio in the sense of what you might think a studio is. <laughs> like a big, nice, it's a, it's a box, it's a room. Yeah. And small. so I've just been working on getting it. Uh, taking care of the sound so we're not getting you know too much bouncing around off the walls so like all the acoustic paneling and and uh, acoustic drapes on this giant window and and setting up the table and the mic arms and all this stuff and um, and a refrigerator too yeah it, well yeah Tony and Jared got a little mini fridge for With some beers but here beer, this is soda this is the important thing <laughs> sodas this is the important thing and I'm gonna do a little plug here is that because of our patrons from patreon, that's what made this possible. Thank you. That is Great. 100% what made this possible. And we cannot thank you guys enough for all of your support, whatever level it is. It is so appreciated. We love the stories that you're sending us. We love the letters that, that you you send with the, uh, the the pledges. And it just it means the world to us. We care a lot about this podcast. And to hear that it me- matters to you guys out there is just it. I can't even tell you how good it feels. Um, and it, it, it helps us make everything better. Yeah. You know, so we greatly appreciate that. So that's what I've been doing. Um, but I think 
right about now. One, two, one, two, three, four on the floor. Okay, Jeff from Farm Pedals, we want, we all want to know, as a pedal maker, what is your four on the floor? Uh, yeah, that's great. That's tough. I mean, talk about a renaissance for like stuff right now. You know, there's so many great pedals out there. Uh, the, uh, I would say the, the, my first pedal was, is probably the laser fuzz, uh, from idiot box. You know, that one, it's great. It's a super glitchy. Ooh, it's yeah, 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 yeah. You know, idiot it's box got, makes some really cool, neat stuff. Matt is a genius. Um, the, uh, I love his stuff. Uh, uh, the laser fuzz is great cause it has a real nice wide range of like frequency to it. Uh, it's got all these glitch settings and he just re-released it. I think with a external, it had an internal volume. Mine has an internal volume, like kind of uh, trim pot. This one has like a new external, probably end up buying another one. Um, it's great. That's like a desert Island fuzz for me. Uh, just cause of the rain. You know, I love how gnarly it is. I love, it's just unreal. Um, it's there are unusable settings in it, which I think really cracks the usable. Unusable is is like my gold standard, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. The uh, we kind of um, noticed a little bit. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple. That's in how this I pile. roll, right? <laughs> um, it's uh, yeah. I just I love that laser fuzz. So that that would be number one. Uh, Land devices out of Oakland. They they did a HP two. I think Reverb just did a feature on it. As a matter of fact, um, they did HP two. It's uh, based on the harmonic percolator. That's a nice one too. Super warm, super kind of like gated, germanium fuzz, you know, sound. That that would be number two on the list. Ooh, um, now wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Back back that up. Seen? Have you seen the HP two? I have Link not. Spaces? I uh, have not. Ian, Andy at uh, at the Tone Report did a demo on it. It's okay. it's pretty cool. I think he ran guitar and bass through it. Um, huh. Yeah, it's cool. You should check it out. It uh, yeah, it just it just does a kind of like a real nice like kind of almost like early crazy horse kinds of fuzz sounds um you can get a, a bunch of different tones out of it um and it's a pretty i think it's a pretty close part for part um kind of tip of the hat to those original harmonic percolators right um which is kind of neat they're hard to come by i've got one of those and i love that that's a um it's so unique between the between the laser fuzz and and the uh and the uh, HP2 by Land Devices. Those are two pretty, pretty decent fuzzes that you can get a huge range of tones out of. So you mentioned the uh, Germanian. Uh, yeah. So can you tell the difference between an everyday transistor or and a Germanium and transistor? A Jan yeah. Can yeah. You, you know, you can't. Or what? Especially when it gets super hot because they don't work, you know. <laughs> yeah, okay. um, they're very like temperature sensitive and stuff. But um, no, I can the uh, the kind of the like depth of of tones. I when I first got it start as like an as like an enthusiast building, I was I was buying all these like germanium transistors, and I really liked it. I really like was geeking out about it and everything. I liked the kind of the typical warmth in the sound of the transistor, I think is there. I think the kind of harmonic depth is, is maybe there, 
but that's it. I've moved essentially everything I do now is all silicon okay. um, based because it's just much more reliable and I'm a real sensitive guy. I hate sending pen- pedals out. People are like, geez, I tried gigging with it. It was too hot and my pedal didn't work. You know, gotcha. I get all emotional about it. So I try to keep everything as, you know. Well, I'm glad like, I got your opinion on that because I don't think I would have had an opportunity to ask otherwise. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Jared. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's how my feeling about that. But I mean, there are people who know a lot more about it than I do, and I think they're you know much smarter guys than I do who have really well-founded opinions. Well, you're making a lot of fuzz pedals, so I'm I'm leaning towards you know trusting you. On that. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Thanks, I guess. All right. So what's your number three? Uh, Number three, I've got this great old, uh, it's like a late 70s, early 80s um, DOD phaser, the 201. They reissued it recently kind of thing. It's very similar to a phase 45. I love it. It might be my favorite phaser all time because it's so musical. It kind of... It doesn't get – it's not super deep. It's not super – there's not a lot of feedback in it. It um, You get nice phasing sound. It almost can be like an always-on pedal. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. It, it does, you don't get that I, – I love phasers, and I love the big phasing like swooshes that happen and stuff like that. Uh, but that's more of like an effect. This DOD 201 I just love. And I think it's a little bit – I've kind of – I've tried some of the old Phase 45s, and I kind of like that 201 a little bit better. They're very similar, but a little different, I guess. Yeah. I, I like blue better than orange. <laughs> so, uh, I, I recently you know, sold a, an old DoD with the giant jack on it. The, it was yeah. a, it was an old delay. It was like one of the, yeah. the early delays. Yeah. But it had the it had the 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 big like quarter inch jack, like the big mama like you're plugging a computer in exactly you know, like, <laughs> so right. um yeah some of that old some of that st- well even the new st- i mean i grew up in the late 80s early 90s playing a lot of like dod that was my entry to effects so i kind of have a soft spot for dod really um but but that that phaser i think is a is is really i don't know if it's underappreciated i think a lot of people like it but there's something to be said for subtlety, you know. Yeah. Uh, that that 201 is is just unreal. That's good to hear. Yeah, I love it. You should get one. I think, and I haven't really compared it to the new ones, um, but I haven't heard anything terrible about the new the new ones that they put out. Uh, and I I recommend it. You should get one. Like, uh, I'll an, check it short, out. Yeah, right. It's short money. It works great. It just adds a little bit. Of, you can get some movement without it really like messing up your tone or like screwing with other, you know, they're they're dope. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Number yeah. four. Number four is is more intrusive. I you know, the Ravish Sitar. You ever played one of those EHX's um, Sitar emulator? What? Have you you've never no. tried that? I know what a oh. Sitar sounds like. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. It's unbelievable. It's great. You get this super nice, you, it's a pretty decent sitar, like uh, a synthesizer kind of scene yeah. and you get all the drone strings and you get all these presets so you can tune it to different uh, keys. And then you can also have different, you know, you can tune it to like minor major uh, I, without it in front of me. I, I can't got a look. pedal idea for you, dude. What's that? A fuzz tar. A fuzz, <laughs> fuzz card. Yeah, that would give um, you so like 
it would be like a sitar, but it would be fuzz. So you'd get those droning notes, and oh man, that would that would work good. It almost awesome. sounds. Like that. Did you ever see that? Uh, uh, what was it? Dan Electro made one of those. Um, what's that one? Swami. Uh, Swami. Yeah, that's kind of like <laughs> yeah. that. It's like a it's like a really like screwed up like fuzzed out flavor. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's ideal. That's another good one. Yeah, highly recommend everybody pick that one up. I never good have time. any good ideas. I never yeah. have any ri- <laughs> nothing's <Right>. original anymore. <laughs> no, no, that's a good idea. It might be the sitar emulator thing. The other thing I love about the Ravish sitar too is that, and I have it a couple because there's like ten presets. I think I have a couple of the presets set up without any of the kind of um drone strings and you can get some neat kind of eight late 70s 80s guitar synthesizer sounds out of it yeah like at Matheny style synth you know mm-hmm. uh and so it it's great it's not for me super useful but it's super fun in that it like you can get to some really weird places super fast you know yeah uh, and that is a that I love that pedal. How about an Octaver fuzz sitar pedal? Oh my, that sounds like something that Electro Harmonics just came out with. <laughs> I think they, I think they did. It's on a, it's on like a treadle, like a whammy pedal. Um, uh, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. A lot of the synth stuff, you know, Pigtronics just dropped another the mother, or I guess it was the summer the Mothership. They redid it, and in, in the Mothership too. It was, yeah. I mean, that's super neat. Um, you know, a lot of the modern synth stuff they're doing is pretty, you know, computers. You yeah, know? all the Mel stuff. All yeah, the, all the Mel's. Beyond my pay grade. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. That's a solid list. I like yeah, that. Those are, yeah, those are, yeah. Idiot Box, Land Device, DOD, EHX. That's mm-hmm. fun. There you That's go. Notes, right? Cool. Let's move on. Okay. Well, the big reason that we've got Jeff on the show today is because, like usual, I'm thumbing through Instagrams and derp, 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 and I'm like, what's this? Tony almost broke the chair. Derp, derp. Yeah. Uh, and I said, whoa, what's this? And it just, it looked cool because it, I saw it and it just, it just had a single, I think the one that I, the first one I saw, it just had a skull on it. I was like, yeah. hey, I mean, who doesn't like skulls, right? Right. Totally. And uh, we all it, it kind of looked like the kind of... <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. hope so. Oh, great pontifications <laughs> from the wise one over there. <laughs> um, it, you know, it, the thing that was interesting is it, it didn't have anything else. It was just like skull. And I was like, okay, <laughs> what's going on here? And come to find out, I was like, whoa, this dude runs a, he, he runs a farm. And that was super intriguing to me. I'm from the West Coast, okay? So, like, right. the idea... Now, I should say, the, obviously, there's a lot of farming on the West Coast, but not where I was at. I was down in the beach areas down south. Yeah. And... Anytime I pass a farm, even now, like don't I, they grow housewives there? They, <laughs> hey, they do seriously. Um, but it's still fascinating to me. Like I, I drive out to, uh, I'll drive out to Jared's house, or I drive out to, um, uh, you know, Chase Chase uh, Gullet's yeah, house from Chasing Vintage. Way out in the and it's like country. I pass a farm, I'm like there's a farm. Yeah. They're yeah. growing stuff there. That's Ohio so cool. has, I know, it's like ninety percent farm. We have I the know. best soil in our, in our area. Yeah. We have the best soil for. Really. 
farming. Yeah, when I was a kid, I loved combines and, and farm machinery. I was enthralled, man. I, I love that stuff. Did yeah. you ever I put your hand in one? That. No, my, yeah. my uncle lost a toe. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <Why was> he <laughs> good. <laughs> He yeah. lost a, a, a toe in a accident. combine. Yeah, it was a farming accident. He lost a toe. Yeah. He made a lot of money farming, though, man. He he was successful. I yeah. love farm equipment. It's, it's okay. so cool. on the farm podcast. Sorry. You can find out more, <laughs> no, 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 more about that. BR549. Yeah. 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 Totally. So, uh, anyways. <laughs> Yeehaw. Uh, my. W- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yo. The, the intrigue was personal there. It wasn't necessarily from a overarching like well everybody must be interested in this but i thought you must have a pretty interesting story if because i i know how much i shouldn't say i know because i've never done it but i uh, i believe i understand from what i hear that it is a life encompassing hard life hard work life and when you take that and then you say whoa but, but but he's making these really like cool pedals that's interesting. What's what's behind here? So, I gave uh, I gave Jeff a call, and he was like, "Totally into it. Totally on farming. Totally going to give you a call in a couple months." <laughs> <laughs> Not now, Todd. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I can totally respect that. Right. Um, so it, we've been in touch over the last couple months, and I'm just really thrilled to have him on right now. He sent us this box of pedals, which you know we've got six in front of us. Which was outstanding because that gives yeah. us a really good idea of, of uh, you know what what your brand is made of and and you know playing around with each of them and I think uh, it's it's interesting to get a box full of fuzz pedals too because you, some people have the opinion of like a fuzz is a fuzz is a fuzz. Well, no. I personally don't what? believe that. Hey, they're, they're, I'm just okay. saying that's what right. some people <laughs> say. Um, but to to figure out between all of the fuzz pel- fuzz builders in the world, how everybody is trying to get their own little fingerprint on each sort of degree of different kind of fuzz, you know, is, is really interesting. Um, and there's a couple people out there that, you know, like yourself that are, are trying to, trying to do that. And so let's, hear a little bit from jeff jeff how in the world did you get started in pedal building uh it well it's oh man you don't want to know um yeah i do i just right right. (laughs) now interview over no um so (laughs) what happened was i was my wife and i we were farming further in west we're still in western maine but we were further west and we were living on this off-grid Farm, it was like solar powered, you know, farm scene. We moved to this farm four years ago and I had power for like the first time in my in for in a while. And it was the first time I had ever lived with the Internet. Uh, I graduated college in 2000 and I kind of lived around, but I moved off grid pretty quick after then. And um, the Internet wasn't really around or really happening like to the extent that it is now. Um when I went off grid. So I had like an email address or something like that, but I'd never really <laughs> totally accessed it. About four years ago, we, we sold that place and we moved to this new farm here where we are in Casco and we had power and we had the internet. And I just like, I just got into it. I was just like sucked in. I spent the whole first winter, like, you know, 
looking at all, you know, beautiful sunsets on YouTube or whatever. You know what I mean? I, I didn't sleep for that whole first winter. It no, just, no cats playing piano? Cats playing piano. I watched every cat. <laughs> I've seen them all. You know, I think about this. I was like 30 – six or 37 at the time when it happened and like i didn't i had never spent all night looking at the internet you know what i mean and so there was a lot there i just got into it and i kind of talked to my wife that first winter we got a we got this nice we got like a tv we got like you know the whole we got a, a bigger computer stuff and i was like hey hun could we get can i maybe like you know get an electric guitar because I'd had I'd had like acoustic guitar and band, you know, it was acoustic living though in the old scene, and so I hadn't hadn't had an electric guitar really since I was like in high school, early college. I got rid of all that stuff, and I uh, and so I started acquiring it, and then I started my first shot was I wanted to turn this Hammond organ chassis into a into a. Um, guitar amp i have a buddy here in maine this great musician who had done it and i remember talking to him about it and just like blew my mind that you could do this and so i went on like craigslist or something and i bought this hammond organ tube chassis i went on the internet which turns out is amazing and i found all the <laughs> schematics for it i watched a million youtube videos about how to solder how to you know whatever do all this stuff and i and I like went at it and I turned this chassis into a guitar amp and it worked like wow, for cool. time. Yeah, it just worked. I couldn't believe it. Right. Um, and because of that, it was, you know, success out of the box can be a terrible thing. Uh, you know, it, I got this it, and it's the amp that I like demo stuff on. I play out of most of the time. It's a great, super beautiful sounding, really wide dynamic range. You think about like the, you know, musical range of an organ, you know, mm -hmm. um, oh, wow. it just, yeah, it can handle a lot. And you put a guitar through that and it's just this beautiful, like warm mid rounded. How many Watts kind of, is it? Uh, 18 Watts or something. Okay. So yeah, but it, it's 18 very loud Watts. Um, oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it's it, the way and I don't fully understand all, you know, amp guys are, you know, tenfold smarter than I am. Um, it seems like, the, uh, it, it, you know, no matter what the wattage is, if it's built really well, it's going to yeah, be loud. Dude, totally. And there are different classes as yeah, far as how they're built. Yeah, if it's a class A, it's going to be 18 watts. Class A is like 50 watts. Sure. Uh, solid state. Yeah, totes. So it it's super loud. Uh, you know, I've I've lost a lot of like hearing over the last four years. Why not? It's been the best. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> there the for the taking. Right. right totally. <laughs> um, and so I started doing that. And then once that was kind of a, a success, you know, I thought about like I kind of had this memory of having pedals and I was like, geez, I wonder if I could if I could build an amp, I could build a pedal. Yeah. I, so I looked into if there were kits. I got some kits just to, so I could see how it happened. And then it just kind of snowballed that first winter after we had farmed here. You know, I had this Radio Shack like pen soldering iron and I had the <laughs> Internet and I just like did I did everything on strip board that first winter. And I just kind of like started learning about how to do it, how I started like learning about not only just kind of finding designs on the internet to try to emulate, but also like try, I really took it pretty seriously trying to figure out, you know, why. And so it, you know, that first winter I just kind of did everything on strip board and, 
that was another it was like not only with the like I tried to make an amp and it like or not even make an amp. I didn't make an amp. I converted an amp. Right. Um, <laughs> but still. Um, and it's it still really cool. Yeah, totally. And, and you didn't I, electrocute yourself. I right. didn't electrocute myself. <laughs> I didn't. dangerous, man. Totally. Well, I watched a lot of YouTube, right? You know, sure. the, uh, there are a lot of, you know, I, I figured out, you know, you don't put your finger there. Um, <laughs> um, you get one shot. Uh, the, uh, uh, but also with those like pedal kits or like the, pe- like I, I feel like that it was that fall. It was 15, like the summer of 15 or the fall of 15. I, I had these four pedals I had built and I, I found reverb somehow and I listed them on reverb and like in the course of listing those four pedals, the first pedal sold. <laughs> no I better mean, feeling, man. Wow. Wow. Right. Yep. Of, uh, you know, like, I, honey, I could do this, you know, and that <laughs> was the first one's always free. It was probably someone at reverb, like who just bought it to get me to keep selling there. But, and then they've been cool. they, the fo- the good folks at Reverb, those are those are good people. <laughs> They've been super good to me, um, and uh, and it just kind of took off from there, you know. Um, awesome. Yeah, they, they really, honestly, seriously are great, great people. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, they were. They did a little. We did. I did an interview with them last year, and they include me every now and again with like, here's a real podunk builder you could feel good about buying stuff from or you know um stuff like that and uh you know there's a two or three people i talked to at reverb who are just you know dynamite you know so and then it just took off and and everything has been getting more and more kind of like you know complicated ever since so you mentioned you you made uh i guess four were they four different pedals or totally four i got like four kits and I sold on, on Reverb. I had no pretense that they were like my pedals. I like gave all credit to do and everything. And but like four different kits. And uh, and yeah, the first pedal I sold was um, was uh, it was a, a General Guitar Gadgets kit for their Wesley. They call it. It's a modulator. It was based on this. It was this kind of like arcane, weird, like Leslie. Uh, speaker simulator from a popular electronics magazine from the 70s it's (laughs) it's like very like i remember at the time kind of describing it as like elvis on like kind of psychedelics or something you know what i mean that like it's like psychedelic (laughs) tremolo almost yeah yeah. and uh and it sold yeah i couldn't believe it you know um cool yeah super cool yeah and yeah here i am Okay, man. Well, so you, that's a little bit of your backstory, how you got into it, which is actually really interesting. Thank you for sharing all that. Um, yeah. You have a very interesting bend on your pedals. I will say that uh, while some people make French foils and stilettos, you're making mallets and two by fours. Yeah, that's the idea. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know? I was just say he was killed with a blunt object. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, you want to be memorable. You know, yeah, right. yeah. I want you know I want the musicians to be memorable. Yeah, you know, I get you it. Know. So, how tell us a little bit about when you started to say, okay, cool, this is something I want to pursue. People, st- I, f- I think that people tend to say. I'm really going to do modulation pedals or I'm going to specify in, you know, X, Y, and Z. But I mean, 
Nope. Tell us about your speculation. <laughs> yeah, you know, I keep it's funny. I want to do modulation pedals. That's all I, I mean. I love em, envelope filters. I love tr- like tremolo stuff. I love fa- I love phasers and whatnot. But I kind of, you know, it's a little bit of, you know, it, I got this etch a sketch kind of attention span for, you know, if I turn my head too fast one way and it, like it's all gone, you know? Yeah. And, um, and so I just kind of, and that's a that's a challenge for me. Like I want to do it all, but I'm a one man show, and I have a limited time period to be able to do it in the winter time. And so I kind of just follow my nose a little bit. You know, when I started getting building, and when I started designing my own boards, that was that was key. I really started, you know, diving in. You know, I sell a lot of fuzz pedals. That's that's big for me. And that's you, you know, you go back and forth. I love the heavy fuzz stuff, and I and and those are kind of my best sellers. The kind of like real blunt object, the right. bulldozer style fuzz. You know, and so I'll do those, and then but and I'll try to do some other stuff. It's you know, it's almost like a little bit of a. You know, I throw up a bunch of fuzz and then I try to like build some phasers or something, but the fuzz all goes and then I have to build some more fuzz again. Right. Um, it, a lot of it too is, you know, everything I build, I'm trying to you know, just solve my own, solve a problem for myself. I'm trying to understand it. You know, when I, when I'm trying to do like a, like a more of a transparent overdrive, it's like, I don't, I didn't really understand it. And so I tried to. I tried to understand it. And in the process of doing that, I come up with a couple of pedals like the Peach Drive and the Casco Logger. Those are two of mine that are more in like the transparent-ish overdrive world. Yeah. So I just try to what I what I try to do here is you know, just, ex, you know, explore stuff a little bit, I guess. And, and but I end up spreading spreading myself real thin. And there's good sides to that and bad sides to that. You know, one of the the fun things for me is I have a kind of a wide range of pedals, whether they're like fuzzes or boosts, overdrives, tremolos. I got a couple of tremolos, a couple of phasers, you know, things like that. But I'm not really known for anything. I, You know what I mean? Sometimes it, I feel like it's good to really kind of put your eggs in a basket so you can produce enough of them so people can really wrap their head around it. And then you, you, you kind of build from there, but I haven't been doing that and I'm all right with it, I guess, you know, it's, it's fun. The whole key for this is I'm just trying to have some fun, you know, and that, that's the, that's what my whole scene about with this. I got a straight job. The farming thing is, is, you know, it takes all my time throughout the summer, fall and spring. It's, you know, every day it's real heavy duty. There's a lot on the line with the pedals. I'm trying to kind of exercise this other part of myself and it needs to be successful. And when I do make money with it, which, you know, I'm fortunate, I've kind of picked up steam. It's kind of working out. Uh, it really helps the farm and helps us as a whole, you know? Uh, but it, I, I, I'm trying not to take it too seriously. I don't want this to turn into some weird, I don't want to be like locked in a basement, like mass producing, a, you know, one or two kinds of pedals. Right. And that's kind of where I'm at. Right. I get you yeah. on that. Yeah. So you mentioned you build a lot of fuzz. Um, that is not one of those things that, uh, you know, we're talking about the difference between, um, 
the 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 different types of fuzz give me an idea of like how you how you're approaching um the different fuzz pedals that you do make well some i mean everything comes from somewhere right you know the uh i owe a lot i think to the to the color sound one knob fuzz i think that's a great fuzz and that was something i learned on early as far as like how to build trying to understand it and i think a lot of my understanding from that has of fuzz has kind of come from there um you know i've tried to there's two there's two different things happening like you know i'll try to build pedals that work like i you know i build tone benders or i'll build big muffs or, you know, build one knob fuzzes, you know, to build them and I'll sell them and and whatnot. Or that was more in the early days, but it was more to understand it kind of. And, and now, you know, one of the things I will say that it's fun and it's a release for me in the farm season. That's when I do most of my designs. You know, I have a little studio set up in the house and I have the, my like, computer program there where I can design my PCBs and stuff like that. Um, and you know, in the farm season when I get a minute or if I need to like decompress a little bit, I can kind of like think over these ideas, work on schematics a little bit, you know, right in the middle of the night kind of thing when I can't sleep or something. And so I, you know, I can take that time throughout the summer to let stuff kind of develop slowly i can kind of test things sort of slowly and uh and then come the winter i'm like in it and i'm and i try to like produce stuff you know what i'm saying right um and so that's kind of a neat it's a neat rhythm for me you know almost all my design happens during the farm season right oh and it's kind of imagine if you're out there just kind of i mean there's something to be said about the the zen i actually i think this is actually a book i'm a not, book. i could be <laughs> sure but but it's it's called like i think it's called like the zen uh zen uh, the uh, the the zen of lawn mowing or something uh, along that lines of like i believe or maybe it was an article or something like that but they were just saying there are things in your life that you you can really use to your advantage to for for uh, uh for your for your mental state for your absolutely for your thinking state and everything and like things like lawn mowing or even vacuuming or folding clothes or you know doing something that has that that requires you to do some sort of motor thing or or just you know attend to something but letting your mind be able to use that sort of repetition to go into deeper thought, you know? Absolutely. And that happens a lot. Like in the summertime, you know, I spend, you know, when I first got started farming, I thought it was going to be super fun. I'd have these tractors and I could, you know, be doing all this tractor work and growing this food for all these people. But, you know, after a handful of years of like spending days on tractors, it becomes (laughs) less fun fast, you know? Um, and, and so we have to cultivate, it's like weeding with a tractor like, I'll do that and it'll, and I'll do it for a half a day or a day. And it's funny. You like, you get your tunes going or something, but when you're driving back and forth at, you know, two miles an hour, up <laughs> field, you know what I mean? It's pretty yeah. mind numbing pretty fast. And that's where like, yeah, you totally. So what you're saying is very true to my experience. That's um, cool. Uh, yeah, it, it definitely, I spend a lot of time think, well, I spend a lot of time thinking about all kinds of things, but, but the, the whole like kind of like pedal design 
electronic design ideas kind of come in that in that free space right well let's talk about uh just maybe a, a, a pedal or two that you let's talk about maybe like three pedals that kind of um are the best examples of your work i mean you have you, you actually have quite a few pedals I mean, you're up to like 10 or 12 right Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In that range between 10 and 15, depending. And like some of them, you know, I have some that I've done that I probably won't do again. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's a lot of small batch. I make between like, I would say, you know, 10 and 50 pedals per like per run. these days, these days per run. Yeah. In the, in the early days, it was like one and done, one and done, one right. and done. But that just can't. You know, I have to be a little more. I have to try a little harder. Yeah. Um, I guess. Um, well, one thing that's uh, interesting about your pedals, uh, they're I think they're easy to spot because they almost have um, uh, like the uh, archived illustration sort of rubber stamp. Yeah. Kind of yeah, look that, on it, um, which which is always really cool. So they're like old timey illustrations. Um, you're like, oh, okay, this is interesting. You know, there's a uh, a, a flower jar on on it or um you know the, he, tony was mentioning earlier the the, the feather or there's yeah. a there's a, a a lunar um pattern thing on it or skulls and stuff so that's cool um it's unmistakable it is <laughs> oh i'm glad to hear that that comes out of i think largely because i'm cheap i think <laughs> you know um, <laughs> and i and the whole the idea is to like you know i've you know, my wife and i have talked a lot about it and like should i start like working harder on the designs and having oh, man, like thing. things printed out it's too late. And, yeah i know totally and and honestly it would like take away from you know what this is you know we we do all the part uh, all parts of it right you yeah. know and that's and that's part of it the whole pro you know i'll spend you know, a, a, you know, two days painting enclosures for the seat for the pedal season, you yeah. know, or all or going through and stamping. It's super tedious, like all the farm, you know, yeah, all, you know, all the individual letters and stuff. But it's kind of a nice process. I, I, I look forward to it. It's to interesting. Your 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 life is revolved around tedium. Yeah, <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> I like how it says farm. On the end of the pedal on the side. Yeah, that is thanks. really cool. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a very, you uh, know, it's a very... all the cool things. I know. I know, right? Pedal. It's a, just a small detail that people don't think about. But, oh, look on the side. It says farm and it's stamped. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. cool. It is pretty nice. Yeah. Well, I like part, that. And like, well, thanks. Um, I think some of the thing, and it's more for me than I get a lot of pleasure. Like, you know, it takes me a long time to do that. And I'll be like, you know tickled like i'm sitting there grinning stamping for hours on end you yeah. know like, it's kind of a nice it's it's important to do weird things that you don't get any payoff from in this hey, world i understand that you know what i mean like that's like a satisfying like like personal touch thing that i don't think really matters but I love doing it, you know, so. Yeah, no, I appreciate yeah. it. I think oh. I think anybody that is making almost anything has something. <laughs> that they do, right. <laughs> that is the same thing like, oh, man, that was a really sweet edit I got right there. Like, nobody's going to know it, but I know it's there. And that makes me feel better about the actual end product. 
which I right. think is what you're getting at. Well, you know what I like, I mean, in addition to the way many of them sound, is the artwork on them is almost anti-technology. I mean, it's, it's, it, it, it is yeah. kind of throwback stuff. Simplicity. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's people that, you know, hand paint uh, the boxes and things like that. This yeah. is just like, yeah, I'm going to just stamp it. Yeah. I like yeah, it. totally. Um, yeah, you know, it, it take, it's hard work to make something look that crappy. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, it don't look crappy to me. Right. No. But uh, yeah, no, it's cool. I love some of the like hand painted stuff you see out there. Like, the, yeah. Like Fuss Rocious does and like champion all Mikey. kinds of other people. Super neat. Yeah. Super beautiful. Again, not my skill set. That's cool. I so, mean, yeah. when, when I put a pedal down, I'm not thinking about what the pedal looks like on the outside. I'm yeah. thinking about what that thing's going to sound like. Yeah, and as too. long as there's some sort of, you know, uh, picture on there that I know what it is, you know, I'm good. Yeah. But uh, I, I, that's why I think I have a an appreciation for what you got going on. Great. An, an unappreciation? Yeah. No, I appreciate what he's okay. got going I, I on here. I was just trying to clarify because it sounded like that. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Uh, um, sorry. So and no, with no, the no, skull, it's it's, it could be you. Yes, because we, we all have one. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, let's talk about a couple of your pedals like yeah, the, totally. the, the sounds right now. So let's, uh, why don't you give me your, your you, you, you just came out with a new fuzz or you're working on a new fuzz. Um, uh, yeah, well. <laughs> the main two? Oh, the 20th main. Yeah, I, I ran a couple of those last winter, but I've totally uh, re uh, overhauled it. 20th main, that was the Civil War kind of regimen little round top led by Joshua Chamberlain immortalized in that 1991 two part VHS movie Gettysburg. Oh yeah. Um, mm. hi- highly, highly recommended. Um, but it's a, I would say it's all, although I've taken it kind of far afield, I would say it's more in like the muff, like, you know, world of fuzzes. Um, it, I think, uh, I, yeah, I've really been enjoying better than that personally. Yeah. Come on. Don't sell yourself Um, short. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, again, the idea is, and I think I do this more often than not is, you know, you want to let in as much low end as possible, you know? Um, I think I do that with a lot of the fuzzes as I, I like that kind of heavy sound that not really like sludgy necessarily, but but you know, it's yeah. like a little bit of body to it, yeah. and um, and I think that's one of the things. And so that one, that you know, the twentieth main will be. I, I yeah, I sold a few last winter just to try them out, but I kind of overhauled it over the summer. And um, I don't know what I mean. You guys played with it. You, I love you, that one. Probably. That that one. It's it's it's. Uh, I mean, I, I'm assuming it's part of the design, but it's almost like a uh, a uh, wah pedal that's in the sweet spot. That's on all the time combined with a fuzz. Is that? Yeah. I I mean, it's got a lot more that kind of like it's kind of has a band pass kind of filter on it. So you get some of that. I guess you could get some of those kind of like throaty tones a little bit out of it. Yeah. Like I was uh, I was saying the uh, you know, it's almost like, you know, I I was when I was trying it out and couldn't help but play boston licks yeah. or yeah. Uh, mick ronson licks i mean because it, it has a lot it does have a lot of versatility in the tone which i which i really appreciate because a lot of them are sort of like you do have to find a sweet spot on a lot of fuzz pedals where it's like if you if you're not on it, it it's gonna it's gonna either sound money or it's gonna sound okay 
You're right. Not, and this has a lot of money sounds on it. All right, cool. The uh, That 20th Main, we like that one. And if anybody's looking for that, um, it has a rubber stamp of Maine on it, does it not? It does. That does yes. look like Well, Maine. that's easily identified. Um, another one that we really dug. How about the scariest of all pedals? The feather. The feather. That, that's one that actually, that's the first pedal that I saw online. The Sweet Leaf? Yeah. The one with the leaf on it. The oh, feather. it's a leaf, not a feather. Sweet leaf. Sweet leaf. Yeah. Sweet ah. Right. Yeah, so much yeah that, that one, I don't know how that happened. So my whole, like, I really love the idea of a one-knob fuzz, you know? Yeah. To me, it's like the, it's like the purest form. This is a, this fuzz. is a, this is a no-knob fuzz. Exactly. So, <laughs> you know, like... Right. What's what's darker than black. Right. What's blacker than black, none right? black. It's none, none more black. <laughs> but so that was. The, and so with the skull one, the evolution fuzz, that's kind of like my I'm like trying to get that. You have two skulls. You have two skulls. Oh. So yeah, I got a, I got a lot of skulls. Actually. There's a blue skull and a purple skull. Oh, the purple skull. That's yeah. OK, that's the screams. That's different. Yeah. Um, so the blue skull, the evolution fuzz. That's like, you know, trying to get that. It's like a cucumber roll for like a sushi chef or something, right? You know, you do the simplest <laughs> thing. Right? You try to perfect the simple thing, you know. Oh, that's, you mean carving the cucumber in one slice. Exactly. Yeah, totally. I got you. Um, anyway, but uh, but yeah, so the evolution or the, the sweet leaf came out of the evolution as – and I changed it up a little bit more. It's kind of, I think, a little harmonically, a little more deadly. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I wanted to have this pedal that was just like a, just you know, an apocalypse pedal. Yeah, <laughs> it's well, you it's, have done it. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> How fun is that? And so this is, I I started producing them last year, and they sold crazy. You know, people loved them. I sold a ton of them and whatnot, but everything the volume was hardwired on them, and there was like no option. Right. This season, I've actually changed it. There's actually a trim pod inside, so it's not really a new knob because the knob's just hidden inside. If yeah. you really have to, you can dial it back i set it to the old hard wired values um but it uh but you know you can dial it back if you need to now because i understand like not everybody needs it to be you know uh you know one that i really dug i mean we are each one of these pedals i'm like there's things that i really like about every single one of these that we have in front of us you do, let's talk about the blue the blue skull really quick which, yeah, totally. which one is that called again evolution. the evolution fuzz the evolution fuzz so yeah. i would venture to say that is almost that is a cross between a a heavy boost and a fuzz it, it boosts because that's what I mean. It's like it was like, whoa, that's a ton of volume in there. And there's fuzz. Yeah. Which I thought was really cool because like, man, that was like a freaking sonic blaster. Yeah. Especially if you like fight, if you don't know what you're getting into, you fire it up at like five or six or something, you know, half. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And especially when when Todd sent it over to me, it was at nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here, try this out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, there's some volume with that one for sure. Yeah. No doubt. That yeah. one was cool. That one is like I like I like it loud. And I like it with a lot of, you know, yeah, not necessarily 
okay, so there's different. There's like, and then and there's there's like, and I don't like I don't like the, I don't like that. I'm not I'm not into that per se. <laughs> but I like I like the you know big clenched fist. That's cool. Why not? Um, that would be another great pedal name, the clenched fist. Big clenched fist. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then, so if you take that and you say, all right, this is that's a powerhouse and it's just a big big uh, clinch fest right okay. yeah um that one sounds like super rock and roll to me like i love that pedal it's great. great um and then you got the purple skull which is the the scream the screams yeah that was kind of i had this like i you know just this idea i really wanted this kind of kind of mayhemy octave up oh that's that's the farty one right kind of like kind of seeing that super gaty um, yeah yeah. It can it can definitely when you like engage the the scream when it, when it doesn't when the it's just a st- without the you know the scream switch engaged it's just like a regular kind of like octave uh, you know ring mod style octave up when you engage that that scream switch it kind of starts starts it, the mayhem tense yeah yeah well it, it, with, it, with the dial down low i think it kind of you get like a more like boosted octave but when you really start cranking the dial it, things can get bad yeah <laughs> i could see that so like when i was playing that i was like oh this is a cool punch in pedal yeah totally. you know, not necessarily i don't yeah you know, i was looking at it, i'm like hmm, i'm trying to think of what i would play that that would be like always on but i could definitely punch into that and it would be like whoa hey yeah, I don't think it's an always on. Yeah. Uh, and then let's see, you got uh, our our purple. I the, like the I like the vibe pedal. Yeah, the, the vibe pedal that Mercurius. was really oh. nice, man. Really yes. nice. Yeah. So that one comes out of like I you know I love phasers. I, that's like uh, by accident I so kind of Jared apparently. Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> At least one hundreds because I like Mick Ralph. Yeah, phase one hundreds. Yeah, blow it up, right? <laughs> um, it. Uh, you know, I have this other phaser that actually that Sean at the at the noise reel just demoed. That's right. like a much more like kind of intense kind of phase scene. I, I wanted something that was more similar to like the 201, the DOD 201 I was telling you about. Yep. That was kind of it was a phaser and it was there and it was an effect, but it wasn't an effect in the way kind of, you know. Um, I was going for something that hopefully could be a little more subtle if you wanted it to be. Although I think with some of like the different depth switches and the and the how you, much you you know it can be more intense. But I was going for something that could be more subtle if you needed it. Was to be. vibey too. Yeah, I, I, I thought yeah, immediately. Yeah, I, I didn't thought take that as much as a phaser as much as I did a vibe. Actually, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, cool. Great. That was kind of the idea. <laughs> Better yeah. than a phaser. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you, you've got tremolo too, right? Yeah, you, yeah, guys sent us, like, yeah, you sent us a trim you know, too. Which I really love the kind of that old kind of like. That's a flower pot, right? Flower yeah, jar? Yeah, that's flower jar. That's kind of a clean. I have another tremolo that I did that's a little more overdrive kind of tremolo sound. The flower jar is nice. It's, um, I wanted something that was a little cleaner kind of. Um, yeah, I like that old tube amp style yeah. uh, tremolo kind of. Um, it yeah, didn't, it's just it something didn't like have you. all of the uh, oh, here's 16 different you know waveforms, and it was like it was just a really good sounding trim, man. 
Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, that, uh, yeah, that's the idea. It's funny when I first started, get, got started, I, you know, I did the kits and then I started doing the designs and I, and I used to do that. I used to put a million knobs and switches. I was really into these like lab pedals, but as you know, the further I get into it, the more I'm kind of ending up doing these pedals that like have no knobs or, or like, you know, two foot switches and one knob. I, I got like three or four pedals that have two foot switches and, and one knob, you know? Um, yeah. I, I seem to be taking away the options. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I think it fits your thing. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> our voice, if it works for you, great. If it doesn't, there are a million other pedals. Yeah. Or you can buy a chase bliss and you're, you know, totally, which is oh. cool too, but this is just a very different thing. So, Moving forward, okay, look, yeah. we've, we've talked about everything you've done, and, and everybody that's listening, like, guys, he's got a whole bunch of pedals, not just the ones that we're talking about. If you go to the Reverb store, you're like, whoa, what are all these? And ones that we haven't even talked about. Uh, I think there's a oh, one with the, uh, what was the one with the goat on it that was, that was cool. Oh, man. Oh, that the bone broth. Bone broth. That was dope. I was kind of going for that kind of like, uh, with that one, I, you know, that the ones that are up there now are probably the last that are going to happen. I was going for that kind of Zappa style, like real cocked wah fuzz kind of yeah. sound of that one. That's a, that's a good one. Well, you made, um, you brought up a good point, which is those are some of the last ones and you're, you know, you do small batches. So uh, yeah. everybody get on your horse and go check them out and get them while they last. And once those are gone, what what are you working on for the future? Like, what do you think? Not necessarily what do you have in the pipeline? I don't want you to come. I'm not trying to get you to commit yeah. to anything, but like, where are you taking this? Like, what things are you going to be all hopped up on? I don't know that. And that's like the best part about it. You know, mm. I, it's like all the time, you know, I'm starting to kind of play with delays a little bit and starting to trying to understand that technology um, a little bit. You know, so that's kind of like fun. You know, there's always kind of the holy grail fuzz, you know, where I'm trying to like I'm trying to get there. Um, I really like doing uh, kind of heritage pedals. You know, I have a pedal that I that I kind of worked up that has a strata blaster type boost into some dual cascading um, compressors a la Lowell George style rig setup. I like doing kind of that kind of thing. So I may end up doing some more of those kind of going after particular guitarist tones. You know, right. I have another one that's like a Jerry, a late seventies, Jerry distortion sound of a strata blaster into a distortion plus, you know, and those ones, those kind of heritage kind of tones that I like building. Those aren't always my own ideas. They're kind of like, yeah, classic classic designs kind of put together you know for people and those are fun to do I, I really like that kind of stuff that that's from a fan point of view you know right it's fun to try to like engineer that a little bit cool um yeah All so, right, so we'll just lord keep our knows. eyes open and, yeah and, lord knows you know we got there's always something yeah uh and okay well we will be looking for all the good things to come and again get these pedals while they're out there guys there's there's not a big old factory making all these things so um we are going to uh say a humongous thank you to jeff for sharing all about farm pedals and and from whence they came um 
Yeah, thank you guys. This was super fun. I really appreciate you having me on. We oh, had a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah, well, yeah. we're not done yet, man. Oh, dude. Why, why are you trying to close the show? Yeah, down, hey, Jerry? hey, hey, Pats hey. Are coming on, man. It's no like, way, man. I got to sing my little song coming. Pats. <laughs> yeah, so we're, 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 we're going to have you out before the Patriots game, I promise. No, uh, no, no. no, no. <laughs> uh, Jared. Yes. Well, it's time for Would You Rather. <laughs> All right. This week's Would You Rather, guys, it's very simple. Simple. Would you rather have the nice rectangular guitar case or would you rather have the contour case? Why did you say nice for the yeah, rectangular? Yeah, I noticed that. That's You're kind of like... You're qualifying it already. Qualifying. <laughs> How about if I have a... Could they both be nice? They're both very nice. So you got a, a rectangle, uh, like a SKB kind of mold, yep. molded plastic case. Oh, no, I would like a Tolex one. What about alligator? You gotta, you gotta. Okay, how about this? <laughs> let, let, would you rather claim claim your shape, and then and then you can customize it however you want? Right. All right. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. All, All right. right. So uh, let's go, Tony. Rectangular, with Tolex and leather ends, and a nice something in a nice crushed velvet interior. What color? <laughs> Red. Red, all right. So a black Tolex, leather ends, white piping? Yeah, I'll black take the piping? white piping. White piping. Okay. Yeah. And a crushed red velvet. Yeah, lockable. Lockable. Because that's the most useless lock ever invented. In completely, the- yes. <laughs> I understand. Every key what, fits. What advantage are you, you know, well, I, benefit I like, from? I like the, the rectangular case because, one, normally they have a uh, an accessory pocket, or you know a place to put strings. Oh, rather or a large strap. accessory pocket. A rather mm-hmm. large accessory pocket. Yes, yeah. yes, lovely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that. That would be my choice. I, I mean, the contour cases are nice from a um, uh, a space. Right, yeah, you take up a lot less space. Yeah, okay. I mean, you know, at the guitar show this weekend, I'll be bringing some rectangular cases and some contour cases, yeah. and, and the rectangular ones always take up more space. Sure. Yeah. Well, but they stand up better on by themselves. Jared, rectangular case all the way, and mostly. And I'm not going to go into detail what the outside's going to look like. Why not? Because I care more about the oh, inside. Gosh. I care more about the accessory pocket. Well, for this purpose, would you care just a little? All bit right, Dagon it. I want a '70s, like a late seven, late '60s. Mr. Specific doesn't have any specifics. <laughs> they have. It's a Gibson case, so it's going to have the leather ends. All right. Uh, all right. I don't think they had white piping. Somebody may... I, I don't know. I think they just bought whatever they had available. Who's they? Who's all these Gibson they people? did, and they okay. put the stamp on it. Um, my dad said his, his uh, Les Paul came with a rectangular case. Yeah. So yeah, they did for a while. He, he said he, he liked it because you could put you know music or... Uh, lyric sheets are just big pieces of paper in the thing. Or some and fine farm pedals. That's right. Yeah. Pedals, effects pedals, uh, chords, anything you need. Contraband. Right. Anything <laughs> you need, you, you put your stuff in there. Yeah. Anything you need, man. You Whatever. That's why Driving I'm going to go with the rectangular case. <laughs> what, what kind of, what do you want the interior to be like? Oh, I want, I want the, I want the uh, purple. Purple. The purple velvet. Yeah. Purple velvet. A bag of 16 bean soup. Purple. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll take that too. Yeah, Jeff. Uh, you're rectangular all the way. 
Yeah. Um, Mostly just because nobody knows what you're packing at that point. It's a mystery for everybody. Right. Yeah. Put a, put a I freaking mandolin like to, in there. Yeah, yeah. totally. Right. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I always like to tweed, you know. Okay. That was, yeah. uh, I always there we that. go. Yeah. yeah. Now, right? do, you, do you like your tweed natural or shellacked? Uh, natural. I like so it gets nice and frayed, you know. Oh, yeah. interesting. There you, go. Fred. you can sit at home and just fray it yourself. Right. So, oh, yeah, there you go. You know, you're working you hard all winter. Bar. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm not um, afraid of that. Todd, Todd? I slipped that right in. There yeah. you go. Um, I I saw like a pink, like a it was like a crushed velvet, like pink inside of a guitar case once. Yeah. Was, oh yeah. Hot. Yeah. The original lifting cases from the late fifties have the pink inside. I have that on my uh, Explorer. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yes, the yeah. Victoria's Secret case. Uh, there you go. I love it. I love it. Um, okay, so I'm gonna be a little bit more utilitarian. I'm going rectangle too. I, uh, the shape cases just drive me nuts because I I have a, you know storage area. I just need uniformity. I like uniformity uh. with certain things for organization. Hundred percent. I want that. Uh, but I do like the plastic molded cases like the SKP and stuff because they're so freaking durable. Yeah. They're not going to stain. They're not going to get wet. They're not going to, they're not going to fray apart. They're not going to bend. They're not going to break. It's like those things are indestructible. And uh, since I'm using them in a lot of gigs and stuff, I need to, you know, I need them to last, not look cool. You know, right. So, but that said, it would be awesome if they would drop some pink crushed velvet into those because I agree <laughs> that just is the best. Now, if you call SKB or some company, I'm sure, you know, if you say you want 20 of them, they'll make them how you want. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. was yeah. that a GG, GNG case? Yeah. Oh, man, those yeah. cases are amazing. Yeah. And they've got tons of options. Yeah. And they make sure. cases for a lot of places. Yeah. Yeah. A yeah. lot of places. But, anyways, cool. That was a fun one. Good, good job, Jared. Hey, I'll take that credit. Uh, we have a couple things that we want to discuss really quick on our way out that are very important. Tony? Yes. We would like to thank our executive producers for their support of our podcast. Yeah. Let them have it, man. Also known as The Guitar Knobs. Yes. So we would like to thank... I'm going to read them in... Descending order. Sure, man. I'll read them whatever order I want. Uh, That's right. This is my part of the show. Uh, (laughs) So let's thank Tom Brazen. Yes. How about Martin Cliff? Mm -hmm. How about David Wolfson? My guy. Uh, Matt Brammer? Sure. Uh, You probably all remember Carlos, man of La Mancha. Yes. (laughs) Pete Marshall? Yep. Derek Fitzer? Yep. Robin Smith? John Daly? Not the golfer. Nope. Uh, Oliver Gonzalez? Yep. Sean S... Yep. <laughs> My guy. He, yes. Mason Green and new and improved Who is this it? week. His name is Chris Kearney. Thank yeah. you, Chris. Nice. Chris Welcome. A, a really awesome. Welcome, note. Chris. Thank you so much, Chris. It meant a lot to us. So if you, and I'm talking to each and every one of you out there, would like to become an executive producer and have your, as Jared would say, you get to put your name on the thing. You get yeah. your name read on the thing. That's right. You get your name read on the thing. Head over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs and find out how. Yeah. And if you don't want to be an executive producer and just want to give us a little like help out and a high virtual high five, you can do that too. Uh, there's a couple different ways into it. So we greatly appreciate it. 
And we'd also like to thank our sponsor, Reverb.com, and remind you that Reverb.com is a marketplace just for musicians all over the world. You can buy, sell, make offers, and negotiate with complete protection. Whether you're selling from home or if music gear is your day job, there are millions of listings online already, and it's free to list yours too. Join the musicians marketplace at Reverb.com. Parking is free. Parking is free, exactly. <laughs> uh, hey, humongous thanks. Round of, of not in microphone applause to, to thanks, Jeff, Jeff Hancock at well Farm Pedals. You're the man. Hey, thank you. Yeah, it was a great interview. We really appreciate it. I know our listeners will too. So um, we're going to let you go to get to your, uh, to get your pats in, uh, yeah, in, oh, in just God, a second here. so bad. They're yeah. going to kill the Titans. <laughs> Before you go, we want to know where you can, uh, where people can find you. Reverb, man. You know, that's the, well, you can always go to farmpedals.com, but I move a lot of stuff through Reverb and, you know, I can't thank them enough for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say Instagram too. That's Instagram. Where, you, know. you can find us on Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. A very, very active Instagram where you even get to see some farm stuff sometimes too. Yep. Although nobody really wants to see that. They only want to I see will. the pedal. They will now. Right. I like yeah, right, right. yeah. right. uh, Tony. Yes. Where can people find you and your fantastic craftsmanship? They can go to pickguardian.com, also on various social media networks, including Excellent. Instagram. Excellent. Uh, right. At pickguardian and the number one. If you have a regular old guitar, make it unregular and, and check out Tony's handiwork. <laughs> Irregular. Yeah. Jared. <laughs> okay, guys. If you guys want some really great pickups, brandonwoundpickups.com or Facebook, brandonwoundpickups. Um uh, Look for me. Get a hold of me. Uh, email. Give me a call. 419-559-9056. Wait, wait no. Wait, you're giving wait, him your what? phone number? Yeah. On the- That's a business number. <laughs> okay. Call him, man. Call me and tell me what you want out of your guitar. I'll help you out. Yeah, he will. Good pickups. I'm putting them in. I get them in most of my guitars. All righty, everybody. Let's go have a good guitar week. Subscribe! Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. Rutherford B. Hayes, one of my favorite, president, right? Yes. One of my favorites. The uh, yeah. I feel like he's a really quotable. You can almost say anything and attribute it to Rutherford B. Hayes. <laughs> I think nobody you know. I've, lived, I've lived by his grave for, I don't know, 30 years, and you probably know more about him than I That's kind of yeah. creepy. You it's know. just very fun to watch Todd sweat over yeah. here. <laughs> <Never>. <laughs> hey, Jeff, I got to, do you have a combine? Well, that's it for these knobs please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also be sure to check out our Instagram at guitar knobs. Catch you next time.